0: Hi everyone, it's Maha Nain and welcome back to another episode of Savvy Talk. Oh my gosh, it's already February and ready to talk about our next episode. I am joined today by Hiba Shanbu, who I've known for more than 20 years. You'll hear all about how I met her and what she's doing now in just a moment. But I continue to be amazed at everything she is doing. She is a designer, she's an entrepreneur, and now an author. And after finally becoming a mother at 41 and going through all kinds of experiences, the good, the bad, the ugly, and the funny, Hibba wrote her first book, Mommy's Happy Hour, which is now also a podcast. Please go give her a follow. Um, You can listen to the episode on all podcast players. And I'm really excited for you guys to get to know Hibba a little bit more. You can also get a copy of her book, uh, in the link in the show notes, and I can't wait for you guys to give me your feedback on what you think about Hibba and our conversation. Thank you so much for listening to Savvy Talk; it really means a lot to me. And excited that you guys are subscribing to my podcast. Hibba. Maha, it's so nice to see you.
1: I know I always love seeing you.
0: I'm so happy to be in my in my garden. In the U S., they call them the backyard. I know here they call it the hosh. Before we kick off, I would love to tell everybody how do we know each other, Mm -hmm. and introduce yourself. Okay, so Hiba Shanbo, and we met 20 years ago
1: in 2001 when you hired me for a job in PR, remember? Uh, What was it, Fortune Promo 7, Weber Shandwick. Yeah, you were working
0: on my team, and did you know anything about PR? Absolutely nothing. (laughs) I still don't know anything
1: about PR, (laughs) (laughs) but I remember being so impressed by you you were like one of the first women I worked with in Egypt that was so switched on knew exactly what she wanted knew exactly what she was doing I was really
0: impressed I I actually had no idea what I was doing I I didn't know how to run a company but I knew how to do PR Mm. and I knew how to like do comms and so I just hoped that would carry me so we met and tell everyone what do you do well so now I
1: I wear so many different hats okay so First of all, I am a freelance interior designer. I'm a major yoga enthusiast, as, as you know. Uh-huh. But I keep on going in and out of yoga practice for the past few years now. But anyways, that's another thing. <laughs> um, I am the founder of the Four Fat Ladies Bakery with my sister, Neera. And, um, and now I do this podcast. I'm a writer. I wrote a book. So yeah, lots of things. And I'm a mother to my twins. They're turning four in January. And I have a husband so lots of work lots of things to do
0: how did you guys decide to create a bakery what's the story well we've
1: always liked to bake i mean since we were really really young my mother you know we lived in the states for a little bit so my mother the whole our life revolves around the dinners the cakes the baking in the kitchen together so that was always something on our to-do list you know Nira, and near my sister she used to even from from school she used to bake cakes and sell them in school like to people what they would order from her anyway so that was always something we wanted to do but so we finally decided to do it in 2011 and then 2012 we launched it we founded it and uh, it's basically an American bakery concept and but it's near as it's near as passion pro, passion pro, passion project she loves it and she's been involved with it ever since And I got on board a few years ago and I help her out. So we kind of, we work together. I'm on the operations, the marketing side, and she does the, basically the the products, the innovation, the baking, all of that.
0: Who are the four fat ladies? And how did you come up with this concept of fat ladies?
1: Well, we brainstormed for like days on names. And you know, these were, we came up with so many different names. This was the one name that stuck out. And that we thought could be really fun with branding merchandising all of that okay we fell short in that department (laughs) but we really wanted to bring the characters to life and basically because we're three sisters and my mother taught us how to bake so she has honorary title she has nothing to do with the bakery and people always assume that she that she's involved but she's she's not Um, my older sister as well is a little bit of a silent partner because she doesn't, she doesn't live here. She hasn't, she's never lived, she hasn't lived here since college. So it's basically Nir and I, and we came up with that name and we thought it'd be catchy. It is catchy. And, uh, sometimes to the detriment of the brand, because some people don't like the name in, in Egypt. They find it offensive. Really? We never thought that that would come be the case but anyways when people tell us like you know why did you call the four fat ladies it's such a negative name and we said no it's supposed we. it's meant to be lighthearted. it's meant to be funny it's meant to be fun
0: yeah
1: you know it was never meant to offend anybody can we show everyone the book it's there's my book uh i'm changing actually the cover why because this apparently gave, gave gives people the impression it's about all about kids and what to do with your kids and it's more of an adult book it's about me as a woman how i handled it and it's called mommy's happy
0: hour and what's it about
1: i wrote it uh, because after when i had the kids um at 41 i thought that i i had such a different expectation of motherhood i thought that my life would be that's it that was like my happily ever after moment ending to my life but that's it this is what i've been waiting for my whole life and it was actually the complete opposite. I was stumped. I've, I was like, this is so tough. I, I, got, I had postpartum depression for a very long time. It lasted such a long time. And I just realized it was just, it was not what I expected. I thought that I would have this, you know, this intuitive, you know, this innate love for my kids. I would know what to do exactly, when to do it, what and when. I had no idea what i was doing i was just and i think at one point it made me realize that before i had kids i realized that you know when you have these moments of anxiety you have your fears you have your depression yeah, you have sure all the your your, your your all those issues that you have to deal with i would be able to go out and have a drink with friends i'd yeah. be able to go out for dinner yeah i'm like yeah i'll go travel for a while i'll yeah. go for a week i'll somewhere. take a break i'll get I'll a, a high exactly hiatus. yeah this was the first time that made me realize i was like oh my you God, can't. I'm stuck here. I'm stuck in this house. So those feelings, th- those feelings that you have when you have that fear or anxiety or anything, I had to deal with them. I, that was the first time I realized, I'm like, oh shit, I thought I dealt with them. I went to therapy. I read books. I'm like thinking, I've got this. I'm good. And then I was like, oh my God, this is worse than I ever imagined. It, it was, it was really a dark moment for me. So it made me realize, I said, I can just sit here with my kids with two kids screaming and crying and not having any idea what to do and just like wallow in my misery or I can see the humor in it and write a funny book. And so I wrote this book and it was it was funny because I had to for me my 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 solution to anything is humor. So I said, "You know what? I'm going to write this funny book." It is funny. My husband snoring next to me and I want to just strangle him. And so I said, you know, and, and it was kind of, it relieved my depression a little bit. It made it, was like a cathartic journey for me.
0: So wait, how did you have time to write a book when you have twins? And like you're dealing with that whole process. Oh, I'm sitting at home all the time. You know
1: what I mean? I had more time at
0: home than I ever did before.
1: I was, I had to like be with the kids all the time. So in between diaper changes, you were on your computer just... At night, I just, I had insomnia. I couldn't sleep at night. So I'd be at night just like sitting there and it's quiet there's nothing so I just took that time to like just write and uh, and what
0: did it feel like when you got your book published and you saw it and you had a signing event I saw all of it yeah exciting
1: of course you know it's funny because it was very exciting I was like really excited about it but at the same time I'm like I think I shared a little too much do I really want everybody to know about it but actually no it, it feels good I, I didn't realize that I was able I would be able to write a book
0: and you did And it's so good. And it's so funny. And it's adds so much, I think it's value. Like one of the things I love about what you're doing now, which we're gonna talk about, is how you're opening conversations and topics with people and just like being vulnerable. How was that? How did you decide like, I'm gonna do that and I don't really care what people think and I'm just gonna go out there.
1: Well, it 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 was tough for me because, I mean, after I wrote the book, I read, first of all, the book is a, l- a large part of, like, my fears and anxiety. So I put it all out there, okay? After that, I said, it'd be nice to share more of that because I had more to say. Like, after that first year, there's more. and And I realized, when I was more vulnerable, I realized that people were opening up a little bit more and people were being more honest about things. And so I really, you know, I feel like, part of me kind of still gets anxiety when I share certain things because I'm not used to it I'm usually kind of introverted so but my having my kids made me realize that you can't take back time and that I really have to face my fears so actually that's one thing that my kids like having kids really taught me so now when I have fear and I'm like you know I don't
0: want to do this I do it and how does your husband and your family feel about how much you're sharing
1: my husband is not really on social media, so he doesn't really know what's going on. But, <laughs> <laughs> but he doesn't mind. He thinks he thinks it's fun. It's he gets, he is involved. I mean, yeah. you know, as you know, he co-hosts yeah. some of my episodes. Um, he likes it. He thinks it's fun, and he just he doesn't know. He doesn't see it, so he probably doesn't really think about it
0: so too you, much. So after the book, you started a podcast, mm-hmm. and you interview all kinds of people. Yeah, you have some very interesting guests. Thanks. Tell yeah. us about how do you get people to open up. Well, I I had I approach people and a lot of people are like, "Yeah, sure, I'd like
1: to be on the podcast." I usually tread lightly. Okay. I don't like to push too hard. But like for example, with Farah and Yahya, yeah, yeah we just they're a couple that basically don't want to have kids. They've been married for 5 years and they're they they know without for a, a doubt that they don't want to have kids. Yeah. They're hap- and they're happy. And for me that's such a different take on life than me because for me it was like kids for sure. I mean, without kids my life would be empty yeah and so i liked i wanted i was so interested to hear their side and i guess i share on my podcast i share a lot of my feelings and my issues and my anxieties so i think that makes other people feel more comfortable Comfortable sharing it
0: they they open up yeah i think the other thing too in the middle east in particular like they expect you to have kids like the societal pressures of doing something that's against what everyone else expects yeah especially and, in this region is really really a big deal. For sure. I mean, I felt I felt the pressure when
1: I was trying to have kids. And when I see other women not having kids, now that I have kids, I can I can totally understand it. <laughs> but at the same time still I still think is it something do they really really want to not have kids or is it something is it a fear they have or is it you know, I, you know what I mean? Because for me, it never occurred to me not to have kids. So I'm always curious about those people that don't have kids. Are they really happy to not have kids? Will they? Do they think that they will regret it eventually? But I noticed a lot of people are very content not having kids and their life is fulfilled and there's, there's a lot
0: more to life than just kids. Yeah, 100%. For sure. And um, lately, I've been noticing you're posting more videos of yourself on your page. Mm-hmm. It's very challenging for me. Every
1: single time I post something, every single time I decide to do something, I'm always like, I always second guess myself. You I do it. it. I don't overthink it. Th- this is the thing. I think at the beginning of anything I do, I have no idea what I'm doing. And then I'm, I'm always like, it takes me, I'm one of the slow learners. You know, it takes me a very long time to figure out what it is, to find my voice. Like with the book, for example. The book, it took me three, four months of rewriting the first chapter. Literally, the first two chapters. And I kept on, when I would read it, I'd be like, oh my God, this is awful. So <laughs> I was like, no, no, that's not, <laughs> that's not me. So I'd go back and rewrite it. So the same thing with social media. My videos, like I'll do them and I'm like, Oh my god, I sound awful. And then but I'm like and then I redo it. But I don't do I don't give it as much thought as I did with my book, obviously. Because the 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 post. The posts and the reels, I'm still not there. I'm still a little bit I'm taking like baby steps. I don't wanna like I love it. Put put it all out there yet because I have so much more to say, but I just haven't found my voice yet exactly about how i want to write something or you know sometimes i just want it to be something funny and lighthearted, hearted yeah. and, and i and i like that you know I, I find that a little bit better but i'm trying to it's it's tough because i think you can't be all vulnerable you can't be all funny you can't be all serious sometimes i'm in the mood sometimes i'm absolutely not in the mood and sometimes i'll go for like weeks i'm like i don't want to post anything and you know and it's it really takes a lot for me to to post but because I know I have something to say and I know I I want this to have longevity because I do want to talk about women's issues and I do want to talk about things that affect women and how we try to balance things, balance it all. And, you know, like even looking at social media, a lot of these people have these accounts that are look so perfect, but they just sometimes make me absolutely depressed. Like they like have the perfect husband, the perfect apartment, the perfect kids, the perfect life. And I'm thinking, I push myself I'm, I'm maybe a little bit I'm very critical of myself and so I always like try to push myself harder it's a good thing because I push my I keep on pushing myself harder but then sometimes it's like kind of exhausting because you feel like you need to do all these things.
0: How do you actually do it are you just like wake up and like I'm going to post this today or do you plan like okay these no, are I some of the things it. you plan?
1: I plan it and because if I don't plan it I would it, 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 it won't I'm, be done. Not, like only a, that, not only that, not only that because I'm
0: not that good at social media, so I need to plan it. You're very good at social media. I watch Thank your you. posts and I'm like, Thank okay. You. And she did like a cliffhanger and then she said to be continued yeah, I know. and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, oh my God, I got to see what <laughs> she's going to do next. But you know I what? love it. I was, every <laughs> time I'm like, first Thanks. of all, I don't do that. I, I don't even put my... I'm a communications person, so I should do that, but I'm like, I reluctantly put videos out there because it's always like, oh, how I look, what do I say, blah, blah, blah. And like sometimes the Camilla who edits my videos, she'll send me this and I'm like, oh, that's horrible. And then she's like, we're posting. I'm like, okay, you know, it's just, you just gotta <laughs> yeah. like, don't, it's one post. It's not the end of your life. Just exactly. do it. I'm like,
1: that's terrible. I'm like you, I need that person to tell me, no, it, it, it's good. It's good. Post it. I have my, my, my husband's the person. I'm like, has him, is this kind of cheesy? Can you look at the post? And then somebody's like, yeah, it's a little cheesy. Take that off. I was like, okay, so let me rewrite it. And then or he's like, No, it's great. I'm like, I don't like it. It's making me cringe. No, no. He's like, it's great. It's honest. It's you. Post it. So you know, I need I need that validation because I'm at that stage where I'm not
0: I love what you're doing. I want you to keep doing it. Thank you. Keep posting. Keep sharing. Love the podcast. Thank you. Jealous that you have a book and I don't. When you emailed me the PDF of the transcript, I'm like she did it. I was yeah. so proud of you. Thank you. So, so, so good. Thank you. Okay, we're going to do a fun thing now. We're going to do kind of rapid fire questions. Mm-hmm. And you just have to say the first thing that comes to your mind. And don't overthink it. Nope. Okay, rapid fire questions. <laughs> sure, go. So here we go. First
1: one, what is an NFT? Non-fungible, no, non-fungible, tangible.
0: <laughs> non-fungible, <laughs> non-fungible, tangible, take two. What's an NFT? non
1: fungible no non fungible tangible non fungible tangible take 2 whats an nft non I don't know, non fund non tangible. No, I have no, non, non, oh, I have no idea.
0: You have no idea, okay, do you know, do you know- But you know, I've you been know hearing
1: it? about it and I know it in French.
0: Oh, you know what NFT is in French? Because
1: I just looked it up the other day, but I don't know Qu'est-ce what it que is. Qu'est-ce que c'est en Un jeton
0: non-fungible. Oh, wow. Je pense, I think. Oh, <laughs> uh, really, um, okay, that was the first time I've heard someone say NFT in French. Um, Instagram or TikTok? Instagram. Really? Yeah, good one. Uh, best advice you got? That it? That's yeah. the question.
1: Okay, I'm gonna give you another one. Uh, best advice I got is it's never the right time. Just Worst
0: advice you got?
1: Twins are the best thing in the world.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, what's your favorite book?
1: Uh, oh my God, I've got so many. An old one is The Alchemist. This one I read recently is really good. The Billion Dollar Whale, brilliant. What's that about? It's about this guy. It's a real story about this guy who did the biggest like uh, like heist in history with the Malaysian um, wealth fund.
0: Oh yum! You I got I got to get into it. that really one. Good. Okay, biggest comp- best best compliment you ever got
1: just now probably from you that I'm, I, I, I'm so good at it all.
0: <laughs> oh! <laughs> Amazing. Okay. What's the one thing you do to get your kids to go to bed that you probably don't want to be doing anymore, but you just have to because sometimes you just gotta do, get the job done.
1: Oh, I just promise anything they want the next day. They'll always be, mommy, can we have this tomorrow? Yes, of course, sweetie. Good night. <laughs> what would you eat as your last meal?
0: Uh, probably steak and baked potato with sour cream. Oh, that sounds so good. Like what was that double baked? What's a double baked, like baked potatoes? Oh, that? I've never
1: heard of those. I've never had those.
0: It's like a baked potato and then they bake it and then they take out the insides oh. and whip it and then oh. put cheese so it's like a mashed potato and, and put it back in. It's called uh, a double baked potato. Oh No way. That sounds good. Americans know how to do oh, big yeah, food yeah. big. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, what's one thing we don't know about you?
1: Oh my God, there's lots of stuff.
0: Just give me one Uh, that you've never shared. Exclusive.
1: That I've never shared.
0: My husband's younger than me. Really? That's interesting. Four years younger than me.
1: Not many people know that. Okay, well now they do. Yeah. Thank you, Hiba. Thank you. So good to see you. It was such a nice, I had such a nice time. Me too. Yeah.
0: Thank you for listening to Savvy Talk. I'm Maha Boonean and I'll be back with a new episode in two weeks. In the meantime, please subscribe to the podcast. Follow us on Instagram at Mahageber and Digital and Savvy for more information, including some snippets and highlights of the upcoming guests and talks. This is a special series that I did in Egypt. We are excited to bring you a special NFT series, a special Web3 series, and of course, a very special Dubai series. Anyways, all's good in the world. Hope you guys are great. Staying healthy and safe. Happy, happy new year. And uh, thanks for listening.